The scripture today is found from the book of John, starting with the 21st chapter. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and they got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes for he was naked and he jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I will tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. And after this, he said to him, follow me, the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you all this morning. This February, the ninth graders and their Casey's caring about adult supporting youth and I, we headed out to Camp Courage for our ninth grade retreat. It should come as no surprise, given this past winter, that we arrived right after a major snowstorm. And so on Saturday during free time, the boys wanted to venture out onto the lake. And they needed an adult to go with them. And so I trudged out onto the ice covered with lots and lots of freshly fallen snow. 
Now, I thought I was in for a snowball fight or building a fort, but no. These boys wanted to go on the lake to make reclining chairs for themselves by flopping down and letting their bodies naturally compress the snow around them and then scooping up a little snow to lay behind their backs for support. That's what they wanted to do. Sit. Soon, many of the girls noticed us from shore, and they came out too. And there we were, resting together in the middle of a lake, our bodies held and supported by the water frozen into snow and ice. We did a lot that weekend on that retreat. We learned about Jesus. We engaged the questions of our faith. We read letters from the students' parents. And we made the stoles that the confirmands wore at the first service today. But what I remember most is that feeling of resting together. That feeling of being held by the waters around us and beneath us. I think that's significant, that that's what I remember. The resting and not the doing. The being held and not any of the performing. This gets at what the heart of faith is. Faith is a really tricky thing. Because we think that it's something we do. We think it's something that looks active, that involves effort, something that it means exerting your heart and soul and mind and strength. We train you to think this way at the church because we want you to know stuff. The Bible and the creed and the commandments, what happens at the communion table and the baptismal font. We want you to know how to pray. And we want you to go places to show up here in worship, of course, but also to join with our community partners in striving for equity and dignity. And we want you to accomplish things with your life, to see your days, whatever they are filled with, as doing the Spirit's work and responding to God's call. And all of that is important. And I want that for all of you. But that's not the heart of faith. Those are the fruits of faith, but they aren't faith itself. Here's why faith is so tricky. It isn't actually something that we do. Everything else in life, we do. We're in control. We know how to exert our strength to make it happen, but faith isn't like that. Faith is something that God does in us. Faith isn't about us holding certain beliefs. It's not about us holding a certain way of life. Faith is being held. Being held like we found ourselves in the snow that afternoon. Faith is a trust that in all things, you are resting in something larger than yourself. 
and that that something is the outpouring of love that made this universe and that also made you. You don't get to choose to be held by this love. You don't get to try to prove that you deserve it, and then, and only then, God's love and grace holds you. It simply is so already. This whole universe is already and always resting in God, and there's nothing you can do to change that. And what faith is, is trusting that you are a part of that too. That you are being held too. Faith feels like letting your body be supported by fresh snow on a frozen lake. Faith is like the snow conforming to your legs and back just so. Holding you up however it is you flopped yourself down. Because there isn't actually a right way to fling yourself into the snow. One of our ninth grade boys proved this. He went on his back, his side, his stomach. And each time he found the snow supporting him, holding him. The snow doesn't care about how you come to it. It just holds and supports you. And so it is with God. We are simply supported. And opening ourselves up to understand this, that is what faith is. The disciples in today's reading don't know what ice or snow is. The only times they've ventured out on a lake have been on a boat, almost always to fish, which is where we find them today. They don't have a chance to be held and supported by snow, but there is a great holding in the story. Can you find it? I'll give you a clue. It doesn't involve humans. So the Gospel of John, it's the most distinct of the four Gospels. It is deep and symbolic and poetic. And so in this gospel, a catch of fish is never just a catch of fish. This is how the gospel writer is telling us what faith is and what resurrection is. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Fish held in a net. That's what faith feels like, being one of those gathered fish. The difference, of course, is that the fish are ensnared by the net, constrained and led to their death. But the net of God's grace that holds us actually gives us freedom and leads us into life. Because just like the fish in the net, we are not held alone. We are held together. 153 fish. 
there are some scholars that speculate that the writers of the Bible believed that there were only 153 types of fish in the world. So this story, then, is all of them caught together, all of them in one place gathered, and the net does not break. The gospel is telling us that everything, all that is, is caught up in God's net of love. And that means every part of your life is held in this net. Your suffering and doubt, your grief, your joy, the ways you love others, the ways you fail them, none of them will break this net. And it means that all of us together, we are held in this net that connects us all. Think about what this means. If one fish wriggles, we all feel it. If another can't get enough air because it's flopping up and down out of the water, that concerns us all. In this net, you can't really say, that sounds like a you problem and not a me problem. Or talk about other people's children. Or even other people. There is one net, and it holds us all together. And that's freedom, because it means that you never have to face anything or bear any burden alone. And that's life, because it means that you get to live for so much more than your own individual self as you live in service to others and in union with all creation. Our confirmands, who were confirmed this morning, they taught us what this net of freedom and life feels like. Each week this year, every Wednesday night, we would end our time together in prayer, and we would make a circle, and we would hold hands, and we wouldn't just hold hands, we would take our thumbs, and we would turn them to the right. This way, each of us would be supporting someone, and each of us would be being supported by someone else. There we were, physically and spiritually connected together in prayer, like fish in a net. And in our supporting each other, and in our being supported by one another, all of us, we were supported by God held by God. And understanding that, that is faith. I think back to my afternoon on the lake. It is fitting that we were supported by snow and ice. For what are snow and ice but water? And water is what God uses to let us know this beautiful truth that in all things we are held by God. At the baptismal font, the water touches each of us and it connects us to this amazing promise from God to be with us in love. Love that saves us, love that forgives us, love that joins us all together, love that passes our understanding. That love comes to Nora today. 
and it connects her to this overflowing abundance of God's love, this community in progress, called and sent by the God who created the universe. And what we do when we remember our own baptisms, what we do when we affirm our faith, it's not to say that we master this love. It's not to say that we know where it's taking us or prove that we deserve it. What we do this morning is simply to affirm the love which touched each of us in the waters of baptism, that that love still holds us, holds us all like fish in a net. Amen.